Next on the 5 o'clock report. A once in a generation storm. I'm excited to get out of here. I really don't want to miss Christmas. All my appreciation. It was set up as political theater. It's part of living up here, you know, this is earthquake country. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Welcome to winter. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. Winter, which officially began just minutes ago, is threatening to make its 2022 debut one for the record books. It's true. We can call this a once in a generation storm on the way. WGRZ meteorologist Patrick Hammer. We go from winter storm warnings from Minneapolis down to St. Louis, blizzard warnings across parts of Minnesota, and then winter storm watches from Green Bay, Chicago, all the way here to Buffalo. Our own meteorologist Kevin Williams says this system is packing a Christmas bag full of winter weather at its worst. One that will promise significant snow, ice and rain, strong winds, plunging temperatures and overall some difficult travel conditions just before Christmas. Kevin's complete updated forecast for you just ahead. A lot of folks have bumped up their travel plans trying to beat the storm. I see a big storm coming, negative degrees, six inches of snow, so I'm excited to get out of here for sure. This lady sure hopes she can make it home in time. I really don't want to miss Christmas with my two boys and my husband. Just about all of the listening area will have cold, windy and snowy conditions, although the snow belts near Lakes Erie and Ontario likely to get an extra helping. Again, Kevin will have all the details for us later on. Even the Deep South is bracing for this storm's impact. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. Anytime that we're talking about temperatures this low, we need to be on the lookout for black ice always. All right, other news this afternoon. The White House entertaining a very prominent visitor this afternoon. President Zelensky, the United States stands with the great people of Ukraine. We stand with you and a great leader. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, who presented President Biden with a military award on behalf of a Ukrainian captain in the battlefield. Brilliant. All my appreciation from my heart, from the hearts of Ukrainians, all Ukrainians. National Security Council Coordinator John Kirby says there's plenty to talk about during Zelensky's visit here. What we've been trying to do, and today's visit will reinforce this again, is make sure that Ukraine can defend itself and can defend itself against a range of threats. The U.S. announcing today another billion dollars worth of military aid to Ukraine, including advanced Patriot missile batteries. Zelensky scheduled to deliver a joint address to Congress this evening. Absent any federal help, Texas now taking new measures on its own to try to slow the flood of illegal immigrants over its border with Mexico. A dramatic scene on Texas's U.S.-Mexico border. Texas National Guard troops arrived to put a razor wire fence alongside the banks of the Rio Grande. Texas Governor Greg Abbott sending 400 more National Guard troops to the El Paso border in an attempt to block the flow of migrants into the U.S. CBS's Omar Villafranca in El Paso. More than a dozen state attorneys general warning there will be an enormous crisis if Title 42 is allowed to end. Their warning came during part of a last-minute argument that asked the U.S. Supreme Court to keep the Trump-era immigration policy in place. Title 42 was originally set to end today, but the Supreme Court issued a stay order on Monday. The House January 6th committee set to release its final report. Some don't think it'll be worth the paper it's printed on. Republicans continue to dismiss the bipartisan committee as nothing more than a partisan attack. It was set up as political theater. It's still political theater. Investigations are to be done by law enforcement, not by some political group out of the House. The committee already began handing over records and transcripts to the Department of Justice earlier this month. CBS's Deborah Alfaro. Portions of that report will be redone 
redacted, we're told today. Committee member Pete Egelar tells CNN the redactions are due to security concerns. The report includes transcripts of interviews and documents, including emails, text, phone records, and more. Still picking up the pieces in Northern California after yesterday's strong earthquake. This man runs a grocery store there. This one had a couple of really hard jolts, and even though it was only 6.4, you know, it, it did quite a bit of damage. It's part of living up here, you know, this is earthquake country. Two people died from medical-related emergencies. At least a dozen others were injured. The disgraced former head of cryptocurrency company FTX headed home to face the music. In a brief court appearance, his lawyers read an affidavit from Sam Bankman-Fried saying he was consenting to be extradited to the U.S. in part from, quote, a desire to make the relevant customers whole. Then court was adjourned with Bankman-Fried indicating he's ready to go. CBS's Vicki Barker. Jerusalem-based archaeologists who studied an engraved stone dug up 15 years ago have new scientific evidence of the scripture's authenticity. We get the story from Michael Harrington. It names King Hezekiah and summarizes his achievements, backstopping the passages in the Book of Kings that describe the same thing. One Israeli expert says the inscriptions show that, quote, the Bible is based on texts originating from chronicles and royal inscriptions and that reflects historical reality and not imagination. And also this hour, NASA's Mars InSight mission is dead. After four years, the spacecraft landed on Mars to measure the planet's seismological shaking, but dropped contact on December 15th. Dust has been gathering on its solar panels, blocking out the sunlight it needs to generate power and stay in touch. All right, still to come on the 5 o'clock report, New York lawmakers gift-wrapping a Christmas present to themselves. Krasner firing back in Philly and remembering a Pittsburgh Steelers great. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. The call for tonight, starlight giving way to clouds, low temps 20s, teens in parts of central New York. Turning out cloudy tomorrow, rain, sleet, and snow will arrive from south to north later in the day. High temps, mid-30s to the mid-40s. Could be a couple, three inches of snow and sleet accumulating later tomorrow from the high ground of central Pennsylvania into the eastern southern tier of New York. Then on Friday, it looks like a flash freeze and strong winds. Rain followed by snow and blowing snow. Temperatures may start the day above 40, but will tumble toward 10. Uh, daunting forecast there. Thank you, Kevin Williams. Now checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. The New York State Legislature has introduced a bill to raise the salaries of senators and assembly members, which would make them the highest paid state lawmakers in the nation. Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. The legislature has moved in the last few years from $79,500 to what today is going to become 142000 That will be the highest paid legislature in the entire country. And just the $32,000 raise today is equivalent to the annual salary of a minimum wage worker. It is appalling. Legislators' base salary is currently $110,000, though committee chairs and leadership posts add to that base rate. The bill introduced by the Democratic majorities in both houses could be voted on as early as tomorrow. Governor Kathy Hochul announcing today she signed a bill requiring employers to list salary ranges for advertised jobs and promotions. Hochul says the initiative creates needed protections for workers. All advertised job descriptions and promotions in the state will need to list the salary range. The measure aims to reduce discriminatory wage setting and hiring practices. A major hassle for downtown Buffalo commuters has finally come to an end. This morning, the city reopened the Ohio Street Lift Bridge, ending 19 months of detours for downtown drivers. The project, a major overhaul of the span, which was built in 1962, it includes replacement of structural steel 
steel, painting a new road deck and sidewalks, and replacing the traffic gates there. A woman serving a prison term will serve more years for the attempted assault of a jail deputy. The Erie County District Attorney announcing that Natana Rowland will serve one to three years concurrently with her 10-year prison sentence. Rowland, now 26, convicted of manslaughter after stabbing her boyfriend during a domestic dispute. To Rochester, the City Council has passed a series of measures designed to reform the city's police accountability board. The measures the council passed at a sometimes contentious meeting last night included training for the board and its staff. The measures would also invest money from the board's budget that has not been spent to be invested in addressing homelessness, mental health, and public safety. An Orleans County judge has resigned while the New York State Commission investigates posts she made on social media. The commission says Shelby Town Court Judge Don Kepler stepped down over posts she made on Facebook. The posts allegedly have been prejudicial and inflammatory. The commission says when Kepler resigned earlier this month, she agreed to never seek a judicial office again. She'd been the justice of the Shelby Town Court since 1999. To Pennsylvania now, Philadelphia DA Larry Krasner filing his response today to impeachment charges by the state legislature. Reporter Jim Elwert. Larry Krasner says the Senate cannot convict and remove him for several reasons, but most significantly he says the articles of impeachment do not allege any actions that constitute misconduct in office. There are seven articles of impeachment all making the allegations of misbehavior in office. They include a refusal to enforce the law, obstruction of the House's investigation into his office, purposely misleading courts in a grand jury, and violating victims' rights. Krasner says while some state legislators may disagree with his policies, the citizens of Philadelphia elected and re-elected him. More than 500 Philadelphians were killed for the second consecutive year on Krasner's watch. Upgrades on the way for Blair County law enforcement. That includes funds for new radios, tablets for cruisers, and de-escalation training for dealing with individuals having mental health crises. These are all needs that are well outdated that we're going to be able to make purchases of and supply to all law enforcement of Blair County. So every agency is going to receive this equipment. Blair County Sheriff Jim Ott says the items will materialize thanks to a $4 million grant for from the Pennsylvania Commission on Crime and Delinquency. This is much-needed equipment that's not going to come off the tax base of the Blair County citizens. Ott notes some departments have been using radios that were slated to be replaced over a decade ago. The nation's worst flu outbreak in over a decade, taxing the health care profession. But Family Life's Terry Diener says influenza cases are actually improving in Pennsylvania. A spokesman for the Hospital and Health System Association of Pennsylvania says flu hospitalizations have come down a bit from the post thanksgiving Thanksgiving spike. As of Tuesday, there were 739 patients hospitalized statewide with the flu. That's an 18% drop from a week prior, but still more than double before Thanksgiving. Dr. Stanley Martin, a Geisinger infectious disease physician, said the level of flu hospitalization throughout the system is a moderate but manageable number. Terry Diener, Family Life News. Thanks, Terry. A Harrisburg area teen once again collecting socks and blankets for children in need in her community. I had over 500 something pairs of socks and blankets. I had boxes stacked up to like almost the ceiling at my house. Stella Gasper of West Hanover Township has been organizing a sock and blanket drive for three years now for the Salvation Army of Harrisburg. I just want to be able to spread the warmth is what I like to call it. Salvation Army spokeswoman Jenny Gallagher has nothing but praise for Stella the 10th grader at Central Dauphin High School. She always thinks about other people. She really is just a kind soul. Every Christmas the Salvation Army of Harrisburg is able to assist about 5,000 kids in need in the Capital Region. And legendary Pittsburgh Steelers Hall of Fame running back and Pennsylvania native Franco Harris has died. While he was an extraordinary running back, he might be best remembered for a most improbable reception. 
Last chance for the Steelers. Bradshaw. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off. Rachel Harris has it. And he's over. Quickly dubbed the immaculate reception. Some say the deflected pass reception propelled the Steelers to far greater things as they won four Super Bowls not long after that. Harris recently sat down with CBS Morning's co-host, Nate Burleson. And you know, the Steelers are about defense, right? No doubt. Their whole history, but... No doubt. So I feel honored that the first offensive... First offensive jersey. That's a big deal, Frank. To, you, know, you know, to be retired. That full interview slated to air tomorrow. KYW's Dave Irum says two days from now marks the 50th anniversary of the reception. The Steelers are retiring his number 32 on Saturday. He would go on to win four Super Bowls during 12 seasons with the Steelers. Before that, Harris played for Penn State. After his retirement from football, Harris opened a bakery in Pittsburgh and became heavily involved in a bunch of charities. Harris is survived by his wife, Dana, and his son, Doc. Franco Harris was 72. Your nightly market report is next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks moving higher for a second consecutive session today. After the bell yesterday, FedEx and Nike reported earnings, which Wall Street viewed favorably. Nike seeing their shares soar 12%. Consumer sentiment saw an unexpected jump, which may have helped boost stocks of retail companies. Weekly jobless numbers come out tomorrow, and traders will be watching closely to see of higher interest rates have begun affecting the labor market. Oil today up $2, closing at $78 a barrel. The Dow gaining 526 points, the S&P 500 adding 56, and the Nasdaq tacking on 162. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Which is more important, when stocks go up or down? Hi, I'm Rob West with a Money Wise Minute. The answer is neither one is important for most of us. Those things only matter when you actually buy or sell stocks. It's like watching the score during a bowl game. In one sense, it doesn't matter which team is ahead at first or in the middle of the game. Only the final score counts. If your investments are taking a beating and you're worried, I get it. But look at it this way. The game isn't over. Don't panic. Markets go up and down all the time. God is still on the throne. He still meets the needs of those who turn to Him for provision. So stick to your long-range investment plan. Have faith in God and don't watch the score. Manage your finances wisely with the easy-to-use MoneyWise app. Download MoneyWise Biblical Finance from your app store or learn more at moneywise.org. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, a Pennsylvania restaurant owner cooking up something very special for Christmas. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. If you're traveling tonight, weather-wise, the conditions should be just fine, but we're still looking at a high-ticket, high-impact item just before Christmas. The call for tonight, starlight giving way to clouds, low temps 20s, teens in parts of central New York. Turning out cloudy tomorrow, rain, sleet, and snow will arrive from south to north later in the day. High temps, mid-30s to the mid-40s. Could be a couple, three inches of snow and sleet accumulating later tomorrow from the high ground of central Pennsylvania into the eastern southern tier of New York. Then on Friday, a flash freeze and strong winds. Rain followed by snow and blowing snow. Temperatures may start the day above 40, but will tumble toward 10. Wind chills at the end of the day could be down around minus 15 or minus 20. 
All right. Thank you for all the warnings there, Kevin Williams. Finally, at five, a Western Pennsylvania restaurant owner giving back this Christmas in a very special way. We get the story from Family Life's Brian Query. Four years ago, Glenn Wagner was diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer. Now one year in remission, Wagner credits his faith, family, and medical team for getting him through his battles. And now he's giving back to the community. On Christmas Day, Wagner will open his Elizabeth, Pennsylvania restaurant and offer free meals, no questions asked, to anyone in need this holiday season. Wagner says he feels called to do this as a way to give back to his community. Feeling called to action by the pastor at his church, Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. Wagner told WTAE TV, I was blessed by God. Now I'm going to bless others and hopefully this can just continue to multiply. The restaurant will be open with a full buffet from noon until four on Christmas Day. Brian Query, Family Life News. Thanks, Brian. The true spirit of Christmas on the menu there. Heartwarming news for the world we live in this Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.